2023. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Figure Four Podcast. My name is Doug. Again, we're sticking with the watch-alongs until probably next week when we have the full card for WrestleMania. Then we're going to do a whole WrestleMania rundown and our predictions on for night one and night two. As for tonight's episode, it is going to be July 7th, 1990. The Great American Bash, Mean Merc versus Lex Luger for the United States Heavyweight Championship. It was a pretty decent match. It was a coming out match for Mean Merc. Uh, as we said in the podcast, he looked like he was the veteran in the match. Fantastic. Made Luger actually look like Luger could wrestle. Which everyone knows he was a pretty limited wrestler at best. He kind of peaked at a young age. But we won't get into that anymore. We'll do lots of trashing Lex Luger in the show itself. But in the meantime, sit back, fire up the WWE Network, and enjoy July 7th, 1990. Great American Bash, Mean Mark, and the total package Lex Luger for the MWA United States Heavyweight Championship. Enjoy, everyone. July 7th, 1990, the Great American Bash United States Championship. Mean Merc against Lex Luger, the total package. And we'll hit play. We're at 1 minute 44, no, 1 hour, 44 minutes and 41 seconds. Fire up your WWE network. Donald, you all set? All set on this side. All right, and in 3, 2, 1, play. There's Gordon Soley with the steroid case, the total package, Lex Luger. Look at the steroid acne on him. My God. Man, it's amazing. Like I, I was we were we were watching the WWE network and uh, it was an old match. I can't remember if it was a staircase or whatever it was, but Luger was on there. And I, I said to Tara, I'm like it's amazing to look at him and compare him to what he is today. Like it's, it's night and day. Oh yeah. And she's like, Even she's, personality wise. Oh yeah. She's like, what do you mean? And I brought up pictures of what he looks like today, man. Well, he can't even walk. I mean, he's still fighting. He's trying, but I mean, it's, he actually a uh, cool thing. He played in the CFL. Did he really? Yeah. He played for the Calgary Stampeders. Did not know that. I'm pretty sure it was the Calgary Stampeders now, but I know I know he played in the CFL. Same as Roman Reigns, he played for the Edmonton Eskimos. I thought he played for the Blue Bombers, too. Roman Reigns? Yeah. He could very well have. I'm not 100% sure. That's one thing I'll say, man. Like One thing that I'll, I'll give WCW credit for, and it's, it's, uh, it's only a little thing. When the wrestlers are coming to the ring, they're on that elevated ramp the That's entire right. way to the ring. I, I always love that. Here comes Mean Mark with Paulie. Paul Heyman still had that strut even back then. Look at the shape that me that the Undertaker was in there. Look at him. That's unbelievable. When he first started out as Big Red, I think he was. I, I can't remember if that was in uh, Memphis. I think it was Texas. He had the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, wrestling at the Sportatorium, the, the the world famous Sportatorium. So many great wrestlers got their start there. Yep. And uh, man, he was he was chiseled out of stone. But he wasn't that big. No, but he was cut. He was he was cut. 
I can't help but but look and just see the Undertaker there. Yeah, that look. He'll always be known for that look. You can call him Upmer Sebash Jenkins, and he's <laughs> still going to be the Undertaker. Here comes Luger. That belt, there's still a part of me, man. I have no more room for any championship belts in my collection. I am totally full, but I still want that belt. Yeah. I mean, and we've we've talked, like, obviously not on the pod about this, but, like, in terms of my collection, I'm good with where I'm at right now, but at some point, that that old U.S. title will be in my collection. Yeah, I'm thinking at some so, point. too. I thought I was done at 12 belts, but I might have to go lucky 13. <laughs> Look at Luger. My God. Just to talk about chiseled out of stone. I mean, he's got to have, if I had to guess, 2 3% body fat. Oh, it was it was low. It was friggin' low, man. I love the fact that he he, he uh, he's from Chicago, Illinois. That boy is a, he's from Buffalo, New York. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that was a nice belt. The yeah. NWA wasn't hard to tell. They didn't take look at the tarnish on it. They didn't take very good care of it. That almost looks like it was a brasso, man. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You never know. Maybe it was. One thing, now, I don't remember this match. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember one thing about it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, because we all know Taker. Taker can work. Oh, yeah. Luger was never the greatest worker. He had lots of charisma, and he, he was, eh. It took years later for him to become, I think, really comfortable on the mic, but... I want to see how he works with Mean Mark here because I never thought Luger was a good worker. His punches sucked. His kicks suck. So I did a little bit of a little bit of Mean Mark research. So he got into the business around '87. So this is 1990. He's only now. I mean, he's he hasn't been with a major promotion for all that long. He was mostly kicking around with like. You know the, the the Memphis connections, like you had mentioned, Texas and stuff like that. So for him to pick up on the business as quick as he did, yeah. He's Saren Burr. Oh, he's going. Oh, I thought he was going to go old school here, the way he was looking. So when I picked this match for this show, I I didn't watch the whole thing. I only brought it up long enough to make sure that it was actually going to work. Right. So I I know nothing about this match, but. Something that I've been dying, and we were talking off off mic about this before before the show. So this is this is July of 1990. Yeah. His contract is coming up, and so he goes to Oli, who was basically doing the booking at the time, and he's he, you know he's he's going to him to renegotiate his contract, and Oli's like, well, yeah, you know, we'll 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 give you the same as what you were making. And Mark's like, well, you know, I appreciate it, but I was kind of hoping to get, you know, maybe just a little bit more. And Oli looks across the table at Mark, and he's like, Mark, no one's ever going to pay to see you wrestle. Yeah. I've so this is that. 19. This is 1990. Mark hears this come from Oli Anderson. You know, the Andersons have been in the wrestling business for years. Like Oli's a great mind. Yeah. Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Gene and Oli. So Mark is like, okay, so I've basically just been slapped in the face by one of the greats that have just told me that I will never, people will never pay to watch me wrestle. 
what happens in fall of 1990. He becomes the Undertaker. And what goes on from there. <laughs> but you know what, though? At the same time, now, there is maybe some truth to that. Because if you look, if you if you look at this, yeah, he would have been a great tag team wrestler for Dan Spivey and keep being the new skyscrapers. But aside from being a tag team wrestler, I mean, he's got a shot at the U.S. title here. But if he's not the Undertaker, is he a main event wrestler? Is he going to sell a lot of tickets? See, and that's the thing. That's where I think, for once, Vince's idea, when he called up Mark after they had their meeting, and he's like, yeah, hello, is is this the Undertaker? That was possibly, that set the WWE up for the next 30 years. It did, yeah. And that and was they, WCW's problem with a lot of things. Not they just, didn't. Not, not, just, not, not just like matchmaking and creative or marketing or anything like that. They didn't have Vince McMahon. No. And I mean, yeah, there, there have been a lot of, of, of great minds that have gone through WCW. But, I mean, obviously we're not going to put Russo in, in that group. But, no. you know, they, they just, they didn't know... They didn't know how to promote. They didn't know how to book them. And, I mean, like, I see, like, we're watching this match, like, and some of these mannerisms, like, it's 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 The Undertaker. It is. Like, he carried over pretty much all of his arsenal from WCW when he came to WWE. See, but, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this match. I'm watching this match. And now Luger... Luger is supposed to be the journeyman here, right? Yep. He, Luger is supposed to be making mean Mark look good, but I think at this point it's the other way around. I can see that. I can totally I, see I, that. I think it's mean Mark looking him, making him look good. He's making the champion Paul, look good. Paulie on the phone? That goddamn phone. <laughs> $20 special at Kmart before the show. <laughs> You smash them over people's heads so goddamn much. Now, I want to see what Luger does here. So he's, he's had him in this arm bar long enough. Mark's selling, though, man. He's like selling. He's, he's selling that pretty good. Okay, that, and was, like I said, that was kind of cool. For only being in the in the business and, you know, maybe being in, in the real show for only about maybe two years, like on the major scale. That's like he's he's he looks like he's been in it for five or ten years. No, absolutely. He wasn't good at calling a match Luger either. He made it very obvious that he was oh, calling yeah. a match. Like just saw him talking away there. He's not trying to hide away from the camera at all. Okay, let's see what he's gonna do here. Nice reversal. Look at that agility. Jesus. Glancing elbow. Oh, that was a nice shot to the back of the neck. See, he looks... Me and Mark always look comfortable. Undertaker, call him what you want. He always just looked comfortable in that ring. Luger was awkward. I don't know if it was because he was so... He was so cut and so tight that he couldn't loosen up. I don't know, but he was just... He, he just didn't look comfortable in that ring. Mark looks like he was born to do this. Yes. He looks like he's been wrestling 10 years. Yep. Now, he he's, rolls a reversal here. He's got the arm bar on and hammering down on Luger's for, uh, shoulder. 
Got him down face face in the mat. If he really wanted to, man, he could have broke that man's elbow. Oh, he could like, have took it off and beat him with it if he wanted to. Got him by the trunks a little bit there, too. This is uh, this is typical Luger. And, and back in the 80s, and again, he was so... He was very muscular, but there was a lot to be said about his cardiovascular. Yeah. You, you, you'll watch a lot of matches from this time. He, uh, there were a lot of like these holds rest periods. Oh, yeah. now look, now he's going old school. We're going old school here. It's funny. We're saying old school, but this is where it was born. Yeah. <laughs> but like I was saying, the, you, you, you back around this time with Luger, you saw a lot of those like arm bars or ankle yeah. locks or whatever. Cause you had to give him a minute or two because he was blowing up. He was out Just of gas. Just to slow the match. <laughs> that was a nice look. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Now, it, it doesn't really have to do with this match. Now, when he came to WWF, Luger, and they were always talking about that he had that steel plate in his elbow after a motorcycle accident. Was that legit? That was legit. Okay. That is legit. Polly up on the up on the apron. Nice knee there by Mark. Knocks Luger off. See, and again, this is what always drove me crazy about Luger's matches. You had to slow them down for him. Yeah. He was he looked great. He had a million dollar body, and you would think there'd be a lot of cardio, but it was his regimen was just a strict diet and steroids. I mean, yeah. he he. I mean, he worked out like a like a madman, and he was very disciplined as far as his diet works. But he didn't do much in the way of cardio to pick his style up in the ring. I guess you can say. Yeah. And I understand, like the selling is involved, and you have to be hurt and stuff. But I mean, come on. Like you look at the size. Look at the size of him, and he can still keep coming out. He's not even sweating. Mean Mark's not sweating, and look at Luger. (laughs) (laughs) Who's in better shape? I mean, Mark had had a little bit more body fat on him, but like you said about the the cardio aspect of it, like Mark looks like he could probably go for a 45, maybe an hour-long match, and Luger looks like he's spent. Barry Windham was the same way. Barry Windham never went to the gym. And Barry Windham could run around that ring and keep up with Ric Flair for an hour every night yep. for, for a month if he wanted to. See, look at those punches by Luger. I was just never a fan of him working. He just, just too tight. Like, now you look at his punch. Look at Mean Mark's punches. Yeah, Luger, he just, he... You're right, man. Like he just, he seemed, and, and maybe it was just at this time, maybe it got a little bit better as the years gone on in WCW. I don't know. Like we've talked about before, like I didn't really watch a whole lot of WCW at this time, but in like the later for now, days like of WCW, he did come around a bit. He, he, he didn't look as tight. Yeah. Like he, he just, he's, he seems stiff. Like he's just. Couple of clotheslines. 
Oh, he's calling for the rack. Oh, he's, I don't think he's going to rack him. I think this will be a DQ. Jesus, no. Is he going to get him? Jesus, he got him up. Holy shit. He can't hold him. Oh, oh. He oh. came close to losing a boat. There's, there's, see, look, there's the twenty dollar yep. Kmart special. <laughs> Paul Lee with that damn phone. Wake up, referee! Je- I implore you, sir. Jesus, he doesn't move that quick these days. No. Christy still had a full head of hair. Jesus, back in nineteen ninety, I had a full head of hair too. <laughs> And you know, okay, Luger's going to kick out. You know he will. Oh, yeah. Going back on the whole main Mark thing and uh, Ole, it was actually Paul Lee that helped Mark negotiate a deal to get him to WWE. Yes. Rip pants and all. (laughs) Oh, God, Luger, that was awful. That was a bad sell. See, and again, I'll, I'll keep saying it. You look at Mean Merc, he looks like he's been in that ring 10 years. Yep. Luger looks like the rookie. Oh, there's there it is. Boot to the face. Is he going to beat him? with? Well, it was kind of a fast count, but... That was a fast count. I didn't expect him to beat Mean Merc with a clothesline. <laughs> like, that was a shitty finish, that man. That was a terrible finish. Like I said, I, I know I've seen this match. But I I didn't remember I don't remember anything of it. That's maybe this is why I don't remember it. That's one of the least impactful finishes I think I've ever seen. Holy cow. There's the replay. Mark's loading up that right fist. He's coming in for a big punch and Luger with the boot. It wasn't a Jesus, bad boot. Got him with, with his heel right in his ear. Yep. Punch to the shoulder of Paul E. That was a nice clothesline. It actually looked kind of impactful, but I mean, look at this count. That was a fast count. That was a regular count in slow motion. It was. <laughs> like, there's the stinger. No, that, and you know what? That match, that match alone, that just again, like I said, like I, I, I loved him as U.S. champion and he had some good battles and stuff like that, but I, uh, he just, he, he was, he was too young and pushed too fast. Yeah. For to have the fame that he had back then. He needed more grooming, but he was just pushed right to the top right away. There you go. Another show in the books. Another watch along. July 7, 1990. Great American Bash U.S. Championship match. We're going to be back next week with our full WrestleMania card rundown, all our predictions. And we'll probably have another watch along to throw out there, too. So there's a little double whammy for you. Until next week, guys, my name is Doug. I'm out. <laughs>